Hello and welcome to 120 Outdoors, where the conservation-minded outdoors men and women explore all things hunting and fishing in the lands and waters that make it all happen. Join Chris DePaula and me, Don Klaus, as we discuss the outdoor world in our 120. But wherever you are, we think you just may find this fits your 120 too. Hi, folks. Welcome to 120 Outdoors. My name is Chris DePaula, and I'm here with my co-host, Don Klaus. And believe it or not, this is episode 60. How you like that, Don? I'm glad we got down the road to 60 shows. That's good. <laughs> That's good. And we have a special show lined up for you today. We've had a lot of questions from uh, many of our listeners about crossbows. And uh, we, f- we finally found somebody. I happened to be at a function, and I met a gentleman. His name is Tony Miller. And Tony is a representative from the Ohio Bowhunters. He's the Licking County representative and also the state chairman. So, Tony, welcome to the show today. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Don. Welcome, Thank Tony. you for having me on. No problem. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about crossbows today. And um, I've got quite a few questions that we picked up from our listeners. And um, first off, though, Tony, let's talk a little bit about your organization. I think it's a great organization. So let's let's share the, some of the information with our listeners about what you guys are all about. Yes. Uh, what the Ohio Bowhunters Association is about, the Ohio Bowhunters Association was founded in 1967 by a group of dedicated individuals who saw the need for Ohio Bowhunters to have a unified voice with the Ohio Division of Wildlife to preserve and upgrade and support the Ohio bow hunters. Along with my uh, position, as Chris said, the Licking County Rep and the County State Chair, I also attend all of the Ohio DNR Wildlife Council meetings. I go in, I shut in, I listen to what the council brings it is open to the public on uh, Wednesday nights when they have the meetings to come in and voice your opinion on how bow hunters would like to change rules and regulations. And then we go in and if asked from other organizations, if we will back something, you know, we, we uh, back all aspects of hunting, not only just our bow hunters, whether it be traditional, the compound, and the crossbows, we had a hand in getting Sunday uh, hunting passed and also the opening of the dove season. So we're just not for bow hunters. We are for all hunters of Ohio. And we do our best that we can. And like I said, we're always open for to help any other organizations in the bow hunting industry. Excellent. Good job. Well, well, Tony, you know, uh, the reason we want to talk about uh, Uh uh, bows today is because we're in our bow season here right now in Ohio. Um, And by by the way, there have been some big bucks taken already. I I got some pictures I'll have to share with you, Tony. Uh, Uh A friend of mine, um, his buddies. I mean, I'm jealous. They, those guys are tagged out already. You should see these bucks from up here in northeast Ohio. I'll send you the pictures. Um, All right. Boy, there's been some great bucks already. And you know, with this cold snap, I walked the dog this morning. It was 43 degrees. Um, it's hard to believe it was 80, what, 84 on Wednesday? Yes. It's crazy. So I think this is going to really get the deer moving. So you're right, Don. It is bow season. By the way, I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> so no matter what. Uh, I think this cold snap is going to help all of us. Yeah, so if you're around these parts, uh, you, this might give you a clue as to when we're recording this because yeah. uh, you're right, this has been a dramatic change. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, one thing that we found that's pretty dramatic, Tony, is uh-huh. uh, the numbers of deer that are killed with the crossbow. Uh, uh, the crossbow appears to be a, a very popular and uh, effective tool for harvesting deer. And so since that's part of the world of your Ohio bow hunters, we wanted to go in a little deeper on that. And I got a number to throw out here in, uh, let's see, uh, I'm scrolling here. 
what I found from the ODNR's website is that the crossbow was the most popular hunting implement used, uh, and that was used by 34% of hunters. How does the that uh, the new rifles? Um rank next to that is that second uh the, the straight wall cartridge the straight walled yeah. rifle cartridge is yeah. um that was 26 percent. okay so it is behind okay yeah that's interesting so it's it's more popular than um the gun right yeah, that's interesting and then uh i'm jumping away from crossbows just a bit but um uh, the archery deer harvest was ninety nine thousand seven hundred and forty two is what i'm seeing Compared to eighty-seven thousand for the gun hunting, the combined gun seasons. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Have you have you noticed that trend, Tony, over the years? Yes. More and more people are getting into using um, not only crossbow but archery season seems to be really popular here in Ohio. Yes, there's been uh, it has been brought up in the meetings at the uh, Wildlife Council meetings that some of the gun hunters would like to have an earlier season for them. But when you add in with all the uh, ODN or ODNR hunts that there have been a few, and a lot of them are sponsored through other branches like the Perry County Longbeards. We just we are having our DAV hunt this weekend. Mm-hmm. We have six disabled veterans come in. Two years ago, we had a 91-year-old World War II vet no kidding. come hunt with us to harvest his first deer wow there's no way he could have harvested that deer without the help of a crossbow my wife's aunt a good point my wife's aunt has a friend she is in her 60s and this lady she still hunts to this day because she's able to use a crossbow and she uses that for deer and turkey that's pretty cool so yeah, it's you know there's a lot of a lot of people that would have give up archery hunting if they wouldn't they didn't have the aid of the crossbow to where they could get out because they just are not capable of pulling a compound bow back or a recurve. Right, right. It's funny because if uh, when I talk to a lot of my buddies um, that bow hunt are real hardcore bow hunters, and and if you would say something to them years ago about crossbows they would they would look at you like you were crazy but now i look at them they're in their 60s now and they're all using crossbows um yes and it's just because they've had shoulder injuries or they can't pull back their 60 pound bow anymore and hunt the way they used to so i agree with you especially like my grandson got his first uh deer with a crossbow he was just a young kid he was 13 Uh, but he couldn't pull back a 40 pound bow at that point he just wasn't quite there yet you know uh, no, but no, you're right. It, it opens up a lot of avenues uh, for folks that have you know, some limited capabilities, whether it be health related or something. Um, and then also age wise, you know, like you mentioned that 91 year old vet. I mean, that's pretty cool. Think about that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the crossbow for the kids. That's there to spark the fire to get them interested in hunting. Right. And then with them, with our, older generation that keeps that fire burning in them to want to go out and hunt and be in the outdoors yeah yeah it's true yeah we have we have the greatest respect for traditional archery but i mean the numbers prove it and and you've said it tony it's great to to expand the uh the, the range of hunters who who can keep hunting or start hunting uh with the addition of the crossbow yeah Hey, um, Tony, let's talk a little bit specifically with Ohio now as far as crossbows go. Uh, uh-huh. Are there some re- re- minimum and maximum requirements with the crossbow? Because I know some states, I know one state in particular, New York has real uh, real heavy restrictions on crossbows. I don't recall what they are. Don, do you remember? It, it's Besides, they only have a two-week season. Yeah, that's the right only now. one I'm familiar well, with they, is the They shortness. had limits on the crossbow, too. But here in Ohio, what are they, uh, Tony? Are there some limits? Yes, in Ohio, uh, crossbows are legal, as we all know. There is a minimum draw weight of 75 pounds, a max draw weight of 200 pounds, 
and the stock has to there's a minimum stock length of 25 inches okay and looking down through here as far as you know we'll get into that a little bit later in one of your other questions that you have for me about the the bolts and the arrows and the broadheads yeah yeah oh so there are some restrictions with all of that too yes okay yeah we'll get into that so how about that new raven uh you know you mentioned that before we got on air is talk a little bit about that because i know guys that have actually bought that crossbow yes to hunt with a crossbow in ohio it must have a stock on it that can be shouldered the new ravens that they come out with the stock comes off and you can shoot that with just like a pistol and they came out with those just for the simple fact that if you're up in a or in a small space in a ground blind or up in a tree stand it's much easier just to take that stock off and point it like a pistol and shoot it but you're not allowed to use it like that you're no you're not allowed to use it like that okay now Anybody listening here who who is into the crossbow game already, Tony, uh, they Uh they probably know what they have and uh, know what they need. But uh, why don't you take us through a little bit about, let's say, if there were somebody who was curious about it, what they might need. Like, say, what what kind of crossbow should they get for for our hunting here? That that is confusing when you start looking at it. Well, you know what's confusing to me is I've seen them in ads for a couple of hundred bucks and oh. I've seen them for $4,000. Yeah. It's like, yikes. So, yes. <laughs> uh, that's quite a range. So if you could enlighten us, Tony. Yes. Well, with the most common crossbows that have come up through, uh, you got your re- recurve crossbows, your compound crossbows. And then now they've come out with the reverse draws crossbows. Like I was saying earlier, you know, the ODNR, 175 to 120 pounds in their requirements is an adequate crossbow to take harvested animal. The recurve crossbows with just your basic limbs, like your recurve bow and string, mm-hmm. they are a lot easier to cock and load but with the wide limbs that's where some people depending on where they're hunting that's why they went down to the compounds and these reverse draws because you have a a narrower length easier to get into small spaces and to add with the uh some of the pros and cons to the compound you know you have a short shorter power stroke a heavier draw poundage with the uh the number one thing that i've seen and heard with the reverse draws is they have a super high kinetic energy they will pack a punch and as the guys say on some of the shows you know blow right through and that's what everybody even with a traditional bow or a calm regular compound bow you want a good pass through shot but with a you know 175 to 120 pound 25 pound that is adequate to get a completely good pass through on a deer nice clean shot yeah and the reverse draws they are much harder to cock and yes. load yes uh, a lot, your... lot of them have that cranking system on the reverse draw, don't they? Yes, some okay. of them have that. Yeah. And even on your regular compound crossbows, they have the caulking. And uh, it's, from what I've learned from the reverse draw, the limbs are longer. And if you're in a small space trying to get one of them cocked, if you use a rope, to the uh, rope cocking system. Oh, it'd be impossible. You've, yeah, yeah. you've got to have room to stand up and pull that back. Most of your basic traditional recurve, they've only got a 15 
to a 20 pound draw when you're pulling that string back to cock it compared to your compounds and your recurves where you're up there around 30 to 50 pound and you just with if you don't have that cocking rope or have a crank to crank them you're going to have a hard time getting that thing cocked back up for another shot or even to get your first shot off. Yeah, that's a good point. Never thought of that. Still a little strength needed. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Now, you know, I, I mentioned about looking at ads. I, I don't even see those recurve ones these days as I see ads. So that I'm, I'm guessing that might be on the way out as a popular item. Yes, Excalibur. Uh, crossbows is the only one that I know of right now that is uh, carrying them. The recurve. Okay. Yes. That, that, that's a good point, Don, because I don't recall, I don't even know anybody that uses a recurve. Yeah, I just don't see them. Crossbow, to be honest with you. No. Now, I, I touched on the, the money aspect a, a bit, Tony. Uh, what, what do you think on that? How much money should somebody... Uh, put out there if uh, i i would say this for a, a new hunter probably uh a veteran who uh, somebody's spending that those multiple well, thousands yeah. of dollars they, uh, they wouldn't be selling them if someone wasn't buying them, no right? somebody's buying yeah, them. yeah. Somebody's buying them yeah. yeah you're looking looking depending on where you go you're looking at 200 to five thousand dollars show for the top end uh range crossbow that they have out now mm -hmm. i've uh my uh, youngest daughter she wanted one i went and looked around priced and you know you got 10 point you got bear barnett the raven and excalibur wicked ridge wicked Ridge ridge crossbows are actually made by 10 point and one of they're the made, other they're made, they're made here in ohio too right they're, yes yeah that's, yes that's from mogador yeah right down yes, here in our backyard are. yeah and the oldest one right now and i haven't seen any of them for a while is the uh, horton crossbows i don't recall hmm. that either they're they're one of the ones back with uh barnett when they first started coming out with them and then also you have the center point but you know everybody and there's i see it on facebook a lot and some of the pages and stuff well you've got to have this bow or <laughs> you know you're not a hunter you're not well <laughs> things nowadays there's a lot of people that used to say that you know I'm on a beer budget, a bush light beer budget. Well, that's getting a little expensive now. So <laughs> yeah, it's just going out looking, you know, might be at Walmart, see one there. I got my daughters at Royal King, but yet I still did my research on them because there's a lot of, you see a lot of things on Facebook where people are showing that, you know, I've got a broken limb. You oh. want to, do your background check on those. Yeah, staying with, you know, your top-end companies and everything, but you can get a nice a nice com or a compound crossbow for that four to $500 range already set up and ready to go in a complete package. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, as far as, let's say you do go to, and you bought your daughters at, at Rural King, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't think we have any of those located in Northeast Ohio. Do that's we? like a tractor supply. Tractor supply type Wo thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wooster. Okay. I think the closest one to you up that way would be at Wooster. Wooster. Okay. Um, as far as the package goes, I mean, would you in buying a crossbow? Would you recommend buying a crossbow from a a bow store? You know, like a a bow shop or in your case, you went to, you did all your research on your own and you're very familiar with it, Tony, you're, you're an expert yes. on this. So, but someone that's just starting out, would you recommend that they go to a, a bow shop that does? Um, yes. Okay. Cause that's what I was yeah. thinking too. If you're brand new, I, I wouldn't know where to start, you know, with this, unless you maybe have a friend or two that could help you. 
Yeah, it's better to go into a uh, you know a pro shop or a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shop because the ones that I've been in, all the guys have been very helpful. They'll you know you see one, can I shoot this one? They will let you shoot it. Uh, That's a good not, point too. You have uh, up that way. It's fin, furs, and feathers. I do believe. Yeah, fin, feather, and fur. Yep, yep, yep. And then when you get down here toward Columbus, you got Cabela's, Vance Outdoors. I know is in uh, Obets, and there's Fisherman's Warehouse, and they'll be more than happy to let you shoot. And they can give you more of an idea on, you know, am I just a weekend hunter? I'm just going to be shooting deer. Or if I'm going to be using this, even, you know, for people that go out of state to want to shoot bigger game. Yeah. And get you set up with what your needs are or what you want in that crossbow. I've seen some guys post where, well, I've got to have one that'll shoot 400 feet per second. Yeah, that that speed, but I always tell people, even in any bow aspect, I want something that's going to be accurate more than I want that speed. Right, right. To hit where I want it to hit. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the, right. That's a big deal. <laughs> Well, that, that, that leads us to our next question here. Don, do you want to take this one about arrows? Do you want to tell everybody about the little, you don't have to go into details of what happened to you just recently. Well, yeah, I, I had an arrow break, Tony. Uh, that was yes. an unfortunate uh, event, and it also took out my string when it broke. So uh, I know you'd mentioned uh, packages can be had. So uh, mine, I used the uh, arrows that came with a package. Uh, any any suggestion on arrows? Now, I guess we'd be talking about for 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 deer hunting, probably. So. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. A lot of people, you know, you say arrows, but the other name for them, if people talking about, well, you got to make sure you got the right bolt. Bolt. Yep. Because it's a smaller. Uh, I think the smallest one they got is like down to 18 to 24 inches. Mm -hmm. A lot of, uh, even with the bolts or the arrows for a crossbow, they've got to be matched to that piece of equipment just as an arrow for your compound bow or your recurve because of the weight of that bolt or the weight of the arrow and the spline the backbone of that and the fletchings have a lot to do with it too mm -hmm. and getting a balanced arrow with depending on what size of uh, broadhead you're going to shoot whether it be a hundred grain or 125 grain there's a lot more that goes into it than what some people think we did have an organization come to the oba asking if we would back the lowering of the poundage down to 30 or 32 for our compound bow hunters. Yeah, you can harvest a deer, but the specifics that you've got to definitely go through to make sure you got the right setup in an arrow for that, you just can't go out and throw any ordinary arrow and broadhead on there and expect to shoot a far distance and harvest the deer. No, that's a great point. Now, uh, Tony, I know you and I talked about this a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. Is that actually going to happen? Uh, no, we, no, okay. nope. That was all put on hold for now and everything. Yeah, yeah. Because you're right. You'd have to have specific arrows uh, for that uh, setup a, uh, and broadhead and too. A, yes, a def a good sharp cut on contact broadhead. Yes. Because yeah, that, the mechanicals would not work. <laughs> right. It does not go fast enough. And that's another thing, you know, if you went to Walmart or a store that sold a package deal, going to your archery, your local archery shop, they can get you set up with what arrow you need for sure for that. Because them, 
the ones that come in the package deals, them arrows are mass produced, just like a lot of the other ones. But that might be a recommendation, but for the setup that how you want to set your crossbow up, you might need to step up to a heavier bolt or an arrow. Yeah, that's a great point. It's, it is complicated. Um, that's why I wanted to bring it up. I know with Don's situation here, I know we, uh, we got, Don, you got new bolts. I know that. We just haven't had a chance to shoot them yet because of this accident that happened. Yeah. But you're right, Tony, between the bolt, the size first, you got to make sure you're using, in Don's case, it's a 20-inch. And I think you, uh-huh. want, you want 400 grain, right, Don? Yes, Yeah, I 400 did. grain. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the broadhead, you were shooting, what was it, 100 grain or 125? I can't remember what it was, but we had to match the— Yeah, it was 100, the, I believe. It was 100. Yeah, we had to make sure we matched the, uh, uh, the broadhead, too. You know, um, yes, because once that arrow leaves that crossbow, if it's not balanced and you want to check everything on that arrow, even the fletchings, it could coming out of that could throw it off the nose weight of that arrow. If it's not correct, will either make it shoot up or if it's too heavy, it can drop it just like your arc coming out a bullet coming out of a rifle it's so far it's going to drop yeah yeah that that's a good point uh that uh let me ask this next question here don okay because uh-huh. yeah, we're going to kind of go on to order here a little bit tony um uh, we're talking about the the broadheads okay let me yes i'll give you a little background on this too uh my brother-in-law's a, a great hunter uh, lives down in columbiana county and and he's been shooting a traditional a bow for years and he's I got uh, my sister-in-law involved in this my sister-in-law's in her 60s now and she's killed a lot of deer he's got her using a crossbow and I remember talking to him about it and he was saying he had a hard time getting it sighted in because of the broadhead um, you know using a fixed or mechanical head and he in his situation he found with the crossbow that she's using and for the life of me I don't remember what it is um, I think it's a bear but anyway um, he ended up going to a mechanical because he was able to get that for whatever reason, it shot better out of that crossbow than the fixed. He said he noticed with the fixed broadhead, it was like a knuckleball. It would be go, it'd go down to the target, and it would be off you know, six inches this way or three inches that way. He changed, mm-hmm. he changes to the mechanical, and that thing goes dead on. Is that you know, is that something that you've heard in the past? Is that a common issue? Oh yes, that's the same. I mean, I have the same troubles with my uh, Matthews bow with tuning that broadhead with that arrow and how it comes out in a lot of on the uh, crossbow arrows is the knock raven crossbows i know in uh barnett some of their higher speed has a special knock that when you put that bolt or the arrow in there and it comes back toward that string that can throw off when it goes off if that string's not laying in that knock just right just perfectly yeah that can send an arrow flying in all kinds of directions in lining with your fixed blades tuning them to your uh, fletchings and it'd be the same thing could be the same thing with your arrows for your compound or your crossbow is getting them tuned. Your mechanicals, a lot of them, since they started coming, they fly just more like your field point. G5 broadheads, they have on their mechanicals, and they have your regular compound bow uh, broadheads, and then they have for crossbows, rage, uh, and there's several others. Ramcat, they have a, a mechanical set for crossbows in your compounds. But I know G5, they have a practice tip for a lot of their broadheads that when you're shooting. So you could sight it in. Yeah. Yes, well, sighting nice. it in and get it sighted in right. Yeah. See, that's another thing that um, it's complicated. See, you don't realize he's dig into this a little bit. You, yeah, you could go ahead and buy a crossbow at any box store 
mm-hmm. but you may you may want to change the bolts. You may want to look at fixed or mechanical broadheads. I mean, there's a lot of little things here um, that you you really should look at, and and some and, si- and some siding in to be done with with all the hardware you're going to be using. Yeah, and they've come a long way with the mechanical broadheads because you're shooting a fast, hard, high speed bow. Some of the mechanical broadheads with the flight, they can open up before they get to that target. Yeah. And that could mess everything up on your shot and not getting good penetration or deflecting off of a bone and cause you to get a wounded animal and not a good kill. You know, that, that, uh, brings me up to, I just, just, just a comment, a friend of mine, he does a lot of bow hunting, traditional bow hunting. Now, I know we're kind of bouncing around here, so we're going back to compound real quick. I'm just sharing this uh, this little story with you. Um, he hunts from the ground a lot. And uh-huh. I remember him telling me a story. He hunts in Pennsylvania. He was telling me a story. He was using the, the mechanical broadheads. And a lot of times what he found, he missed a really nice buck one year. And he said what happened was he was shooting. You know how you just mentioned it uh, with this mechanical, sometimes they open in flight. Well, if they come a you come in contact with a twig, branch, weeds, or whatever, sometimes that, that mechanical broadhead will open up before it even approaches the, the deer, and it throws your shot off. So what he does now, he was telling me, he's learned to go with the fixed broadhead when he's hunting from the ground. He's had more yes. success with that than with the mechanical. And I'm sure it would be the same way with the crossbow. So you have to look where you're hunting. If you're hunting out of a elevated platform, whatever that would be, Yes. Uh, with a crossbow, um, you could go with a fixed broadhead. Absolutely. Um, I know I, my, I mentioned my brother-in-law earlier. I know he has my sister-in-law shooting the mechanicals now from an elevated position. She's had a, a tremendous amount of success with that. But that's just, I remember him telling me that story. And I'm thinking when you start talking, I'm like, boy, that's another good point um, that you really have to consider how your hunting style. You know, if you're hunting from the ground yes. a lot, you may want to go with a fixed and as you say, jumping around from thing to thing here, hunting out of a ground blind. A lot of the ground blinds have the shoot-through mesh. You do not want to use that shoot-through mesh. I don't like it with any type of archery, even yeah. with a fixed blade, because mechanical is going to open, or that mesh is going to catch your fletching and throw your shot off no matter what kind of archery equipment you might be using that's a really good point yeah that just sounds wrong yeah that's a good point because i know guys have done that exact same thing happened we just said they they, the shot was off because something with that uh shoot through mesh doesn't work yeah you talked about hitting a twig oh yeah that'd be be just oh i wouldn't even yeah tony that's a great point well hey tony you'd mentioned that uh you bought a a package for your daughter one of the things i'm going to jump back to what i've seen in ads most of these crossbow packages that are offered, uh, the bows come with a scope. Uh, yes. And I, it seems like I don't get to see one without a scope. Yeah, yeah. Can you can you buy one without it now, Tony? Wait, yes, shoot. yes. You can get them without them and, and shoot iron sights off of that or sight. The, the well, the uh, that goes back to like the. Uh, oh yeah, the Excaliburs. Yeah, the, the recurves. Yeah. The recurves, some a lot of some of them they have, but with the upgrades, they are getting them now where you can put a scope on them. Your most common powers of scopes for those is anywhere from a four by thirty-two to a seven by thirty-two, and you know you might buy a a package deal, but you don't like that scope that's on there. It just might be your basic scope where you've got your single crosshairs, put the middle on. With a lot of the uh, scopes now, they have uh, what they call like a DOA reticle scope where you put your center crosshairs, say at 50 yards, it tells you on a sheet of paper, okay, I'm at 50 you drop down a dot or a line or your center crosshair would be at 20 and then you would drop down a dot or a line that would be your 30 yard and then down to 40 out to 50. 
the Ravens they talking about, you know, with their bow technology and their scopes, you can put a group the size of a Pringles can lid out to a hundred yards. Holy spoke. Wow. But even with crossbow, no matter what type of archery, it's always been for me that I was raised by my grandparents and my mentors. I'm 51. I started archery hunting when I was 18. The art of archery was get them in as close as you can. Yeah, yeah. That just the thrill of that, and that way you get an ethical shot with the, uh, like, about 50 yards is the farthest that I have seen on any of the scopes that you will buy or that you can buy 50, 60 yards is, uh, a good distance, but that deer would have to be calm. And there's, this seems like there's too much that can go wrong at that distance that could cause a bad shot or the deer to duck or jump. Yeah. Jump the string. As they say, yeah, I'm with yes. you on that. I I like the I like the closeness. Uh, well, that that's part of the excitement of bow hunting is that uh, getting it close like that, and and being effective too, as as Tony said. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, because Tasco, some of them, they you know, if you don't want to cross here, there are some that is a red dot site. Okay, but you know, I know a couple guys they like that for the that half hour before sunrise to that half hour before sunset where they can see. Yeah. And I mean, that's just another thing, what you can afford, what your preference is. There's a lot of scopes out there other than the ones that come on the package deals that you can, that you can get. And that would be where I would again, go to a uh, pro shop, not just your Walmart or one of your general stores, as you would say, to mm-hmm. purchase it. Mm-hmm. And you can look through it. I wear uh, glasses, or have always worn glasses, but I have bifocals now. Mm-hmm. And that will play trying to look through if it won't adjust to your glasses lenses or if you wear contacts looking through that scope it's going to change your vision a little bit yeah now that's a great point i noticed that even in my peep sights on my compound uh i have bifocals now too and i have to tilt my head a certain way yes you know to see that peep sight just perfectly so i could see that being an issue with a scope too you you have to adjust your your eye level i Uh guess you could say Uh, yes that that's a great point as far as sighting in that that um your crossbow. Um, I know you talked a little bit about that too. I mean, how important is that, uh, Tony? I, I, oh, that's. I, I hate to admit that. it. I, I know guys that <laughs> that take that thing out of the box and basically go hunting that night, which that's fine, but you're not doing any justice to yourself and obviously to that deer that you're trying to hunt. No, no, because it's like that's this part goes right back to the beginning with your arrows and your bolts. And if you're hunting from the ground or hunting from the tree, when you're looking through that scope, you're looking up, your arrows down here, you might think, all right, I'm good to go. You shoot, wham, you hit a branch or something. Well, why did I, this thing was sighted in, I thought. Well, no, because you, you've got to become one with that piece of equipment. <laughs> Shoot it out of the ground blind. If you're going to be hunting from a ground blind, shoot it out from an elevation position. And you're going to want to shoot that in like this morning. It's 40 degrees. You get down to 30 degrees or even in the heat, that's going to affect that crossbow, whether if you think it or not, because your limbs are colder, your string's colder and you need to sight it in and know how it's going to shoot in those conditions. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, Sighting is, is. isn't just at the bench. It's no. in the real the yeah. real world. And you're right, Tony. you got to be familiar with that thing. Well, Tony, we know these are 
or high performance machines. You you illustrated the draw weights we're talking about, and uh, we know there are some complexities with this, that, and the other. What uh, what kind of maintenance concerns should a, a crossbow owner or a would-be crossbow owner need to know about? Well, that one of the major, major things that you do not want to go cheap on in your maintenance department is what they call the string wax in your rail lube. You go out hunting or just even after you're shooting and stuff, you you'll notice on those on the strings, you have the string and then you have cables. The string you'll start to see a little like fraying on it. Yeah, that's little, where little fuzzy things, yeah. Yes. That's where your string uh string wax take some of that. It's just like chapstick. Mm-hmm. Put it on your fingers or dab it on the string, rub that in. On all your strings, you do not want to put it on your cables. You go through there on that, and then the rail lube, there's uh, like three different types of applicatings that I have seen for those, and it doesn't take a whole lot, but I can't remember what video, but you would not believe the heat friction that builds up on that rail from that string sliding down it oh i bet i mean it's just like going down a a slide a metal slide if you're sitting on a piece of cloth you're gonna go right down but if you go down that metal slide in a pair of shorts you're gonna hear a squeak 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 (laughs) and you want to keep that rail clean from any dust debris it's really good you know, once a year or every other year, take it into a bow shop like Advances or Feather Fins, Frozen Feathers or Cabela's and have a pro, one of their pro techs, go over it to check your limbs, check all your moving mechanism parts, even your trigger. You're out, you're walking through the brush and everything. Get you a nice bright little flashlight to look down in there because there could be a little bead of something, a seed or something fall in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the compressed air in a can, that's nice to take and blow it off with. You don't want to use any kind of like a uh, Lysol wipe to wipe it down because of the chemicals that could be in that. And then you're going to get that smell on there. Oh yeah. Go out in the woods and be like, well, I was all sprayed down. What did they smell? <laughs> That's right. I've, uh, your sent away sprays and stuff. Stay that away. is safe. That is safe to spray on your bows, to spray them down. Mm-hmm. Because a sent away spray getting off the subject, you can make that yourself. Go to a dollar tree Get you a large mixing bowl, baking soda, 3% hydrogen peroxide. And there's a mixture that you can mix and make your own, but that is safe. But you always, I like to take a microfiber cloth when I get home from hunting, just a plain microfiber cloth and wipe my bow down. I was just going to ask you now, do you wax the strings every time you're out? No, not every time. It's you can like as we said, watch look at those strings. And even on your string you have the uh in some spot they call the serving. Yeah. And you want to watch all those wraps, especially up around where your cables hook on to your uh cams. Mm-hmm. If some most of the crossbows have cams now like the compounds or just a straight wheel, all the servings around those ends, watch those. If you see those start to tear and fray, get it into a shop because the string wax will not fix that fraying and breaking. Right. That's, that could cause, 
a cocking or a shooting, that one there could cause a major problem and harm. That, that's a good As far one. as the maintaining of your crossbow. So you, you'd recommend uh, uh, rail lube every time out and then you can, waxing as needed. Yep, especially if it's raining or something or and you do not want to leave your crossbow in your vehicle in the heat or in the extreme cold because you bring that in, that can cause your limbs to warp. Yeah, I could see that. You know, try to keep it in a case in a controlled temperature area because yes. you're out hunting in 30 degree weather you leave that thing lay oh just leave it in here it'll be fine no because then once it gets back in and gets warm back up it can it'll do it on a traditional bow a compound bow whatever that material in there it will and it can throw your shot off yeah, I could see all that hmm. for uh, sure. Yeah, good advice. Yes. I, I like that microfiber towel idea. Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I mean, there's always yes. junk out there. That, that yep. Those grab stuff like crazy. That's a, that's a good one. You know, the only other question I've, I just came to my mind here when you were talking about uh-huh. the maintenance and everything. Um, how about, and we're going to go back to arrows now again, and I forgot to ask this earlier, decocking arrow. Do you recommend buying a decocking area? So let's say you're out hunting somewhere and you don't have, and you've, you've cocked your, your crossbow, and now you're ready to head home. Obviously, you can't go with a, your uh, crossbow loaded home. Yes. So you have to either shoot into a target and or have a decocking arrow. Can you talk a little bit about the decocking arrow and, and should they buy one? And I think uh, that, that should take care of that, that last question there. <laughs> Yes, they they do sell a separate decocking arrow, but the guys that I've been around, they just got an older arrow that they use that's got uh, a blunt tip, like a small game hunting yeah. broadhead, and they'll just shoot it into the ground yeah. and decock it that way. Uh, I think Barnett, in uh, 10 point, and I think even the Raven, if it's got the crank on it that you can load when you're cocking it, it's got a button to where all you got to do is just reverse decock that, it. Okay. and it will decock it. Okay. But as far as, you know, if you don't have that to where you use the pull-up ropes, yeah, it's just another thing. You, If you want to spend that money... But I would just get a, you know, one of the heavier arrows or just one of your older arrows yeah. to use with a blunt tip on it to, uh, and shoot it. Shoot it into the ground. Okay. Yep. Just shoot it into the ground. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't ask that question earlier. Oh, it's, it's a That's, good, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's yeah. going to get set up. It's but... on the list here. And I know the person that asked that question, I said, oh boy, now they'll be mad. I didn't ask. So. And on the, uh. Oh, let's see here. I gotta get the name of it so I'm sure because I know. Yeah, the Baronet and the Ten Point. When you are, it's got a slide that slides down that rail for the uh, cocking mechanism. Mm-hmm. And that is one. You hear a click, and they say if you start cranking that back, that's going to get caught in your decocking mechanism you want to hear two clicks that then that there again is where you know it's better to go to a pro shop where they can give you full instructions on whatever crossbow you're looking at with that aid of a crank system to know that you know you hear you'll hear a click here You'll hear a click here. That's how you know you're set to bring that string back, and it will load in the proper position on that trigger. Okay. Very good. And everything. All right. Well, I think we've uh, plowed enough ground on the crossbow. And we could talk about it all day for sure. It's an interesting subject. It really is. Yeah, and that's just the crossbow. There's, yeah. There's a lot. 
a lot, lot of other stuff the, to talk about it, bow hunting. Yeah, <laughs> bow, bow hunting uh, and and the the uh, the group you represent they, that covers a lot of ground. Yes, they can find us on Facebook at Ohio Bow Hunters Association and on uh, Bow Hunters Ohio Bow Hunters dot org is our web page. Web page, okay. Yep. Very good. Tony, we there... hold. Go uh, we hold three shoots a year. Uh, June is our spring bear shoot at Apache Bow Hunters, which that should be there again this year. And then we hold, have a uh, state shoot in August. And then the uh, in September, the weekend right before the opening of deer archery season, we hold a bow hunters ed class at Deer Creek State Park. It is a, a free class to adults and children that if you would possibly be going out of state hunting, you've got to have that bow hunter's ed card. And we've been blessed every year now on Sundays. We have a little, have some raffle items and an auction, but all kids, youth kids get a free bow. Nice. To help get them going. Yeah, that's great. And everything. Very good, Tony. Is there anything we missed here? I know we just kind of touched on the crossbow issues here, but is there anything else you want to add? Just, you know, if you can afford it, get a nice, you know, there's good soft cases and hard cases to keep, uh, keep them stored in. Yeah, that's a good point. And there's a lot of them. It's nice to have a sling to carry them with. There, a lot of them have a mounting spot at the top to put a sling on. But just most of all, just make sure you check everything before you go out or before you shoot. And if you have, you know, any doubts, take it to a shop. There's plenty of shops around. You can get online or get on our Facebook page or our uh, web page and ask questions there and we can get you pointed in the, the right direction of finding help. All right. That's a lot of, Alrighty, a sir. lot of, lot of good advice yes. uh, to share. Sounds good, Tony. And, and, and once again, Alrighty. day, Tony, it was great meeting you and your wife there a few weeks ago. Yes. And, and thanks for your time this morning here. That was a great interview. No problem. Thank you, guys. If you need anything else, you know how to get a hold of me. Yes. Well, we certainly appreciate it and wish you the best uh, in your season. Yeah, good luck to you and your family and your buddies this year, too. So. All right. Okay, Tony, thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to 120 Outdoors and our monthly podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave us your comments while checking out our Facebook page.